0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, October the 24th, 2022, and it's Monday morning. So hope the coffee is strong and ready to roll as we begin a new day, new week. And um, yeah, and so today we're reading through Psalm 32. We've been kind of walking our way through the book of Psalms. And so today on Psalm 32 and... Uh, we'll be doing a reading from C.S. Lewis, which I'm interested to hear, which is the, a defense uh, against our enemy fear. Um, and, you know, as you know, I don't read these beforehand, so I learn. I read them with you. So we, I have no idea what he's going to say, but we'll find out together. Also want to say thanks. Uh, Mark, and Diana proves I got this nice little niceless little gift for uh, pastor appreciation. Those of you on the morning podcast. Uh, those of you on daily prayer will appreciate this. Uh, now, if you're on the podcast, you can't see it, but it's a uh, it's it's a wall hanging that has uh, in script and in Hebrew letters the word Chesed and the definition or a, a, a scripture reference below that says, "Your goodness and loving Chesed kindness shall be with me all of all of my life." Psalm 23, verse six. I love that. I love that. So thank you. And uh as you know like I mean we 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 cover that word quite often in our time together, hesed, unfailing love, regular Old Testament uh word, Hebrew word. And um just uh speaks of the uh the unfailing love of God. Yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah, so thank you. Appreciate that. It was very thoughtful. All right, let's do it y'all. Let's dive into Psalm 32. Y'all ready? Good morning, everybody. So glad you guys are on. Um, oh, just a programming note. Uh, starting next week, if you were at church yesterday, you you noticed. Uh, starting next week on Tuesdays for about six weeks. So it won't affect, affect tomorrow. But next Tuesday and for the next probably five, six weeks, uh, I'm going to be leading a men's Bible study in the morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that will interfere and disrupt Tuesdays for us on the podcast. Uh, So we'll still do Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, but for about six weeks starting next week, not tomorrow, uh, there won't be a Tuesday podcast. So just so that you know that, uh, guys, if you're in the area, you're up early, get on out to Bayside and join us for the the, uh, morning Bible study. That'll be from uh, 7 to probably 7.45 so guys can get out to work. Or, or not, if you're retired, so you can get back to breakfast, whatever it is. So anyway, just programming note about that. All right, y'all, let's do it. Psalm 32. See what the Lord has to say to us. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. And isn't that the truth? Blessed, favored, fortunate. Is the person whose transgressions are forgiven, Man I, 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 I think sometimes we underestimate what a blessing that is. You know, you know, we, we want to get on to other the other stuff, the other spiritual things, the other spiritual benefits and blessings of of having a relationship with God, uh, but we can never get past you know first the first base here, and the first base is that your sins are forgiven, and that's a big one. You don't even you don't even get in the game. If you, until your sins are forgiven, blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven. Yes, indeed, whose sins are covered. You know, people who talk about, well, we just need to get on past. You know, talking about sin and forgiveness of sin. Every, I think people who say that underestimate the effects of sin. No. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Verse 2. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. Mm. Wow. Blessed is the one whose sin is forgiven, and... um, whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit there's no deceit. That's no small thing, man. To be in a right relationship with God so that God does not count our sins against us. What a blessing. What a blessing that Christ came and gave his life as the atoning sacrifice for sin. You know, in just a few weeks, we'll be starting talking about Christmas and the coming of Jesus and uh, the coming of the Savior Save your, right? What does he save us from? Sin. <laughs> it's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. And what a blessing. that When God looked at the landscape of humanity and the, 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 uh, determined what was needed most, he sent a savior because that's what we need most. We need saving from our sin, saving from our um uh, Godless lives. Hmm. Everything about that. Look around. I mean, what is sin? Sin is godlessness. <laughs> it's living without God. It's doing your own thing. It's just living life as if God had no claim on one's life. Man, yeah, that's it. That's it, Pastor Tim. This is a trustworthy sta- statement. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. Yes, that you can. Rest your hat on that, man. He came into this world to save sinners. So blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them. You know, I really think that sometimes the reason we want like, not, to, not not the podcast family because we get it, but in general, why people just want to pass by this sin thing is because there's a, they don't really think they're all that bad. They don't, they, they miss, people miss how in dire need we are. Of a saving uh a God that saves us. And sometimes you gotta live a little bit. You gotta experience a few things first to realize, yeah, no, man. Um I need saving. Verse three, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away. When I kept silent from from what? Thanking God for saving me. <laughs> when I kept silent, my bones wasted away, though through my groanings all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Oh, here we go. Actually, this is this is a uh, kept silent. What he, He's realizing the weight of sin. Watch this. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then, verse five, I acknowledged my sin to you the weight of unforgiving the unforgiven sin wow how about that you, you know when you when you when you've messed up when you've sinned or maybe when you are under the conviction to be saved when you knew god was was after you but you were doing your own thing the weight of that the weight the weight of of, of guilt you know guilt is not bad guys you know our world doesn't want people to feel guilty look guilt is a good thing Guilt is, is a is consciousness. It's having a conscious. It's, it's the work of the Holy Spirit, convicting a person of sin. Godly guilt leads to repentance. And repentance leads to salvation. And sometimes we gotta let people let sometimes we just gotta let people live with a little bit of guilt and not try to erase it too quick. And sometimes we gotta accept our guilt. Why am I feel so guilty? Because you sin. I don't feel guilty about that. Yeah, well, that's the Holy Spirit telling you you did wrong. <laughs> that's what that is. Why do I feel so guilty? Well, because you did something wrong. Now, guilt is not, uh, guilt is one thing. Condemnation is another. The Bible tells us that as a Christian, we should not live under condemnation. Um, God does not, there is therefore now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus. So, what is condemnation? That the condemnation is eventual punishment and destruction. It's 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 uh it, to be condemned is to be uh, eternally punished. There is no condemnation. You're not going to be eternally punished as a, as a, a child of God, but you may experience a little guilt as you continue to improve and grow and. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling as you begin to continue to grow in sanctification more and more into the image of Jesus. Yeah, there's going to be times where we will feel guilty, and when we ignore that guilt, when we ignore that sin or transgression, it what it weighs as a, as the psalm writer says, it what it weighs that like our bones waste away. They groan. Now my bones groan every day. I'm I mean whether they're sin or not, I, my bones be groaning every day. Stuff be snapping, crack, like Rice Krispies. Terry, wake up and like Rice Krispies in the house. Man, what the world? That's Rice Krispies. Oh, no, that's just Terry waking up. Knees popping, back popping, shoulder popping. All day long, bones wasting, <laughs> bones slap wasting away. <laughs> oh, can I get a witness? Come on, come on, somebody. Can I get a witness? All day long, all day long, my bones groaning. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They got that like that two hour window, you know. In the morning, they they hurting. And by the end of the day, oh they hurting. But I got two good hours. <laughs> I got I got them two good hours between eleven and one when everything is just right. <laughs> they slow moving and then they get tired. But in those those two hours, man, I'm 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 legit. Mm. Yeah. But you know. 11, they groaning, and then at about 2 o'clock, they start groaning again. <laughs> oh, man. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, so he's feeling weighted down, verse 5. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. What's he doing? He's confessing. He's admitting it. What is, um, what is confession? Confession is agreeing with God about your sin. That's what confession is. All confession is simply is agreeing with God about your sin. It's agreeing. It's acknowledging, yes, God, I failed. Yes, God, that is a sin. Yes, that was wrong. God, I know you know it's wrong, and I agree with you it was. That's what confession is. It's acknowledging and agreeing with God about sin. And not arguing with God. Not arguing with God, not debating God about whether it was right or wrong, not debating God about whether he's he's right or you're right. Because he's always right, by the way. You know, you argue, you try that argument with God, you're always gonna lose. But confession is agreeing with God about sin, about our own sin. So he says, then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover it up. I said, what does he say? I will confess. I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave. The guilt of my sin. Now he's talking about the guilt of sin. Now I want to say something else. Some people just they guilt they maybe because of different things they live with just this um, constant guilt. Now some of us just need deliverance from that. Come on, now some of us just need deliverance from that. Now, yeah, if you're if you've committed sin, then you know then we need to we need to confess that sin, be made right with God, and move on. But look, some people, because of the, the, uh, the, uh, the plague of religion, come on, they live with a constant shadow of guilt over their lives. They can't, they can't enjoy the love and grace and freedom of Jesus because they live with a nagging fear that God is going to squish them. The guilt. They wake up in the morning and feel guilty. They're guilty they're alive. They're guilty they got a house. They're guilty they drive a car. They're guilty they got clothes on their body. They're guilty they got a job. Guilty they feel guilty about everything. Look, that, you need deliverance from that. That's, that's, that's from the enemy. There ain't no sense in it. <laughs> there ain't no good sense in it. There isn't. That is not godly guilt. That's condemnation. That's, uh, that's trying to keep the child of God just uh, defeated and ashamed, and not stepping fully into the salvation and the grace and the fullness of life that God has called us into. And what happens? If if the enemy can get you to live feeling guilty, you will continue to fall into sin. You will fall into that very thing. If I'm going to feel guilty anyway, if I'm going to feel like a piece of dirt, trash all the time anyway, then what do you start doing? It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You start living that way. So, nah, we don't to do that. We ain't going to live like that. That, ain't, that. Jesus said, I came to give you life and give it to you abundantly. Now, when we sin and there's guilt that associates, that's, that's normal. And that's good. We use, we use that to draw us closer to, back to the heart of the Father. Uh, but just a, a looming, ever-present guilt and unworthiness is, uh, is of the enemy. So he says, I confess in my transgression my transgression to the Lord, and you forgave me the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. What does that mean? You're going to save them. You, Oh, I love this, verse 7. You are my hiding place. This is a song, the old song back in the day, the old chorus. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from my trouble. That was beautiful, wasn't it? You like, yo, I mean, y'all just all everybody just said, "Wow, that was beautiful." I know, I know. Everybody just said, "Wow, that was a beautiful." That was a beautiful little rendition. I. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's Monday. Anything Monday. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Wow. Listen to that, man. God is your hiding place. You don't have to be guilty. You don't have to live with shame. You don't have to live with fear. You can go into the presence of the Lord. He is your hiding place. He surrounds you. And what does He do? He surrounds you. Just think about this songs all around you, songs. Of deliverance. What's playing around you? What is in that in that space where you and the Lord are, and the Lord's protecting you? What's filling the air? What's filling the atmosphere? Songs of deliverance, man. Songs declaring your freedom. Songs declaring your um, safety and protection that you're protected from the enemy, that he's got you, that you're gonna be all right, that you're gonna make it, that no weapon formed against you will prosper. That he that is in you, come on now, he that is in you is greater than he that's in the world. He is my hiding place. Yeah. So whatever you face in this life, remember, God is our hiding place. And he surrounds us with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Wow. God looks at you with love, man. Don't be like the horse. <laughs> you, I, you thought I was going to say about a certain portion of the horse. <laughs> don't be a horse. Just don't be a horse. <laughs> uh, this is the Bible. It says don't be like the horse or the mule, the jackass. Don't be that, which have no understanding. Don't be that. But they must be controlled by the bit or the bridle or they will not come to you. Man, you, you know, they got to be controlled. Don't be like that. Run to the Father. Don't make pain and adversity and uh, getting at wit's end lead have to be the, the source or the cause or the, the bridle that pulls you back to the heart of God. No, nah, don't, don't wait for that. Run to Him. Many are the woes of the wicked. But the Lord's, here it is. Right on time. Hesed. Right here. Right here in uh chapter 32. But the Lord's Hesed, unfailing love, surrounds the one who trusts in him. Mm, think about that, man. That's what's surrounding you. What's surrounding you is Hesed, the unfailing love of God, songs of deliverance. Think about that in the spiritual realm, right? The spiritual realm, there's so much spiritual reality that we don't see. Enemy trying to attack, fiery darts of the enemy coming at you. And we can't see all that, but you know what else we can't see? We can't see the songs of deliverance being played by the angels of glory around you because you're a child of God setting up a defense wall of praise come on a a defense wall of praise and glory to the god lord god almighty because this child this person is set apart this person is is found their hiding place in god so you're just gonna have to back off and so they they're they're the songs of deliverance are destroying the fiery darts of the enemy because this one trusts in the lord this is how i fight my battles right this is how I fight my battles by praise and glory and worship to Jesus. He surrounds the one who trusts him. Verse 11, rejoice in the Lord and be glad you righteous. Sing all you with who sorry, sing all you who are upright in heart. Man, you can rejoice no matter what you're going through. You can rejoice if you're hiding places in the Lord, you can rejoice and be glad because you're righteous because you are righteous through him. He has made you righteous. You are one of, you are his. He looks on you with love and favor. Beautiful. All right, let's see what C.S. Lewis has to say. How much time we got here? All right, got a few minutes to dive into C.S. Lewis. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, or afternoon, whenever you're reading this, listening to this. Let's see what C.S. Lewis has to say here. A defense against... The enemy of fear. And this is from his uh, work, The Weight of Glory. <laughs> A defense against the enemy of fear. The third enemy of the scholar in wartime is fear. She's talking about fear. And remember, C.S. Lewis lived during uh, wartime. He served in World War, World War I and lived through World War II war threatens us with death and pain no man and especially no christian who remembers gethsemane need try to attain a stoic indifference about these things but we can guard but we can guard against the illusions of the imagination so he's saying fear is real um war Um, threatens pain and death, and no no one need to pretend like that's not serious. Those aren't serious things. And certainly no Christian who understands Jesus on the night before he was crucified, prayed drops of blood, and he himself said, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Fear, dread, right? That's what Jesus experienced. So he said, we don't need to play around like that. It's not a big deal. We don't need to play around like there aren't some things in this life that are fearful. Especially if you're a Christian, you gotta you got a firm grip on reality. And there are some things that can cause fear. But we don't need to, we don't need to entertain any like fanciful uh, illusions about it. We think of the streets of Warsaw and contrast the death, deaths there suffered with an abstraction called life. But there's no question of death or life for any of us. Only a question of this death or of that. In other words, we're all going to die. <laughs> Happy Monday morning. It's just a matter of what kind. Right? He said we don't have to worry about, honestly, there's no sense worrying about death because it will happen. We What we spend our time worrying about is what is about that death or that one. He says, no, there's no question of death or life for any of us. The only question is of this death or of that, of a machine gun bullet now or cancer 40 years later, something going to eventually get us. I mean, I, see, so let me just break through the fog here. Something going to eventually get you. I mean, this old body wears down. So he says whether it's a bullet or cancer from 40 years, you know, a, a enemy bullet or a or cancer 40 years later. He says what does war do to death? It certainly does not make it more frequent. 100% of us die. And the percentage cannot be de- uh, increased. It puts several deaths earlier, but I hardly suppose that it is what we fear. Certainly, when the moment comes, it will make little difference how many years we have behind us. Hmm. That's interesting. Because when it comes to the moment of death, it's not going to matter, min- it will, it will it'll matter very little how many years we're behind us, whether we, we died at 20 or we died at 95 or we died at 105 or we died at 65. It doesn't matter how many years there were behind us. Does it increase our chances of a painful death? I doubt it. As far as I can find out, what we call natural death is usually preceded by suffering, and a battlefield is one of the few places where one has a reasonable prospect of dying with no pain at all. <laughs> he's arguing for the against this huge fear of war during his you know during his lifetime, and he's like, you know, keep in mind, in some sense, you know, a death on the battlefield. In some cases, not in all cases. Some are accompanied by a lot of suffering, but some are you have no, no you have no warning at all. So there's no pain at all associated with it. Does it decrease our chances of dying at peace with God? Just because of the way in which we die? No, I cannot believe it. If active service does not persuade a man to prepare for death, what conceivable uh, concatenation? of circumstances would. I don't even know what that word is, guys. I'm gonna be honest with you. Basically basically as I can ascertain what he's saying is um if war and being in service during times of war is not enough to get you serious about eternal life and what comes after and about the condition of your soul, then what possible circumstances of life could? Hmm. Yeah. Yet war does do something to death it forces us to remember it the only reason why the cancer at 60 or the paralysis at 75 do not bother us is that we forget them hmm. wow cs lewis is saying at the end of the day something like the enemy of fear has no power over us it uh if it's trying to if it's trying to make us afraid of of death, which is its ultimate tactic. What weapon does it have? Of course, we're all going to die, so we don't really need to be afraid of death. We don't need really to be afraid of the end, but we, but we try to get distracted by this kind of death or that kind of death or the, 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 uh, the particulars of it. But in the end, it's just an illusion. It's just to get us sidetracked. Because uh, what we what we learn from Psalm Psalms thirty two is the Psalm the Psalm thirty two is that God is our hiding place and He surrounds us with songs of deliverance. He's with us till the very end. There's nothing to fear. He doesn't want us to fear. He doesn't want us to live with fear and condemnation. He wants us to live with freedom, and joy, and confidence in the future. We can smile at the future, as the Scripture says, because we know who holds the future yeah all right you guys let's pray let's do it lord thank you so much for your holy word thank you for a time for us to be together thank you for this monday morning and the opportunity to start off this day and this week off together lord uh may you apply these words may you uh, sear them on our hearts and may we live them out Uh, may we rejoice in you as your word calls us to may we uh, be those who are quick to confess and agree with you regarding sin and may we also be those who refuse to live with condemnation or a cloud of darkness that is brought to us by the enemy, Lord, because we know that you are our hiding place, that you are the one that surrounds our lives with songs of deliverance, that you look towards us with hesed, unfailing love. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you for the love that we've experienced in Jesus and for him covering our sin. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven. So today, we feel blessed. We feel thankful. And for it all, we give you thanks, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being on this Monday edition of the podcast. We'll be back out it tomorrow, Psalm 33, continuing on with our readings in C.S. Lewis as well. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for subscribing, liking, all those things, sharing it. Really appreciate all of that. All right, you guys, we'll be back at it tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at BaysideChurchSH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.